are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What's good, everybody? I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Going to be a little bit of a different show today. Um, it's not going to be the main pod crew. We're doing something a little different here. Seasons upon us. We had that awesome show last week with all the tips to help you dominate your league. We had uh, me and Nate's dev- new Devi segment, which, by the way, would love some feedback on that. If you guys could please give us anything on it, you know, let us know. Do you like it? Do you not like it? What can we do better? Should we do a little bit more? Let us know. So by all means, please do. Uh, what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be talking some trading tips with our very own Bob Van Duzer. So he's going to be taken away from here. Get ready right now for the Bobcat. Trading in Dynasty Fantasy Football can seem almost impossible at times. It can be one of the hardest things to do, but it is really one of the best ways to make your teams better, especially when you have deep rosters and can't really find much on the waiver wire. So today I'm bringing you 10 tips on how to get trades done in your fantasy leagues and deal with trades in general. So strap in because we're going to dive right into this one. So one of the first things you're going to want to do when it comes to trading is you're going to want to know where you're at as a team. What I mean by this is kind of, are you contending? Are you pretending? Or are you in a rebuild? Obviously, if you were contending, you were probably finishing in the top two last year, probably just coming off a championship win or loss. If you're rebuilding, you're probably chilling with the 101, 102, or 103 type pick. And if you're pretending, you're one of those teams who made the playoffs, but didn't really have any real shot at winning but you think you did. So this is kind of where you have to take a hard look at your team, evaluate your assets, and really dive into things like points for, points against, and maximum points for in your league. See where you match up to your league mates and kind of go from there on where you stand as a team. And that leads me into my second tip, which is know your trade partner. You kind of want to take into account, evaluate their team and see where they're at in their journey of their league. See if they're contending or rebuilding because it tends to work best if you're working contender to rebuilder and vice versa, just because there's a symbiotic relationship there. But all in all, know the person you're trying to trade with. If you want a certain asset on that team, either rebuilding or contending type asset, and you want to acquire it, see what other needs they have on their team team. And I'll touch on this point a little more as we go. The third tip I have, and possibly the most important tip in this list is to just communicate with your trade partner. Not all trades will be done by just sending a trade first offer and it's a done deal. More often than not, it's going to be a process that maybe takes a day or a couple hours, depending on how much time you have to go back and forth with this person. But a lot of the times it's going to be easier to work out specifics via DM than just, you know, dealing with sending back and forth blank trade offers, whatever the case is. And this is just a good way to know where they stand on players that maybe you're sending or players that you might be getting in return. And quite frankly, to see if this trade deal is going to go anywhere in the first place, because if you're trying to trade for players that are just you're not tradable to that player, you're probably not going to get them unless you pay a hefty ransom for that player. Tip number four is kind of a spinoff from tip number one and two. And that is, you know, rebuild to rebuild trades are okay. And so is contender to contender. Now, a lot of players stick to the mindset of that. You have to trade with a contending team if you're building and a rebuilding team if you're contending. That's great and all. But what that does, it essentially erases half the league to trade with. And you don't want to do that. You'd much rather be trading with a pool of 11 players or more or a little less than a pool of possibly only five to six teams. It is one of those things where say a rebuilding team has a ton of excess running backs and they're lacking wide receivers, but you have the flip of that where you have a ton of wide receivers and not a lot of running backs. You could look to try to maybe move 
one of your good budding wide receivers for a running back to kind of help you in that rebuilding process. Same kind of goes with contenders, although I would say I would argue that that's an even harder deal to get done because other contenders don't necessarily want to make contending teams better. However, it is still a route worth exploring. Don't cut off trading with certain teams just because they might be on a the same phase of the league as you are. I think that's one of the worst things you can possibly do in a league. Possibly the most important tip on this list and tip number five is stop trying to win the trade. Always be working the deal from both sides as if you're that player receiving the players you're sending. If you're sending, you know, not to say everybody's sending garbage in trades, but if you're sending players that, you know, just don't equate value to what you're receiving and if you know what I mean, if you know what I mean, don't expect that trade to get done. Don't even expect a counter offer to come back to you because more than likely that offer is probably way off from whatever that team manager was willing to pay in the first place. So pair this with tip number two, know the other teams that you're dealing with in your league and that you're trying to trade with. Look at their team needs, look at things that they're trying to build around, go back to the communication side of things and don't necessarily take, try to take advantage of things that you know they might not know or they you know, might have a different viewpoint on a player, but just try to actually help both teams win the deal, whether, you know, and this is where it comes in really handy with trading with rebuilding to contender, contender to rebuilding is that it's pretty easy to hash out a deal that works for both sides. That doesn't end up hurting one team or the other in the long run. If you're not getting trades done in your league, there's usually three reasons for that. Either you're trying to win the trade too much and you're just trying to get too much out of offers. Your league just isn't that active and you probably shouldn't even be in the league to begin with. Or the people you're trying to trade with are just asking for too much in return and on the other side, trying to win the trade. We are five tips deep in this video, and I do hope you're enjoying it. If you are, please leave a like so this video can spread to more people. I promise it won't spread to anyone of your league mates. Just kidding. I absolutely cannot guarantee that, but it's a great way to support the channel and show that this video was helpful. Moving on to tip number six. Don't ever try to convince a team manager that you're trading with that the deal is good for them. The trade should speak for itself, and you should never have to finesse a deal where you're trying to convince a player that they're getting or that they're sending is going to be worse because in all honesty, like if you're trying to acquire that player, why would you be trying to acquire that player if that player is not good for their team? Just be straight with you. I've had this trade tactic happen to me where people try to convince me into the trade. And honestly, it's just the biggest tell that that trade should not be good for you. Moving on to tip number seven, it is absolutely okay to decline trades that you don't have interest in. Kind of piggybacking off this previous point, if you're if you just have a gut feeling that you don't like a trade or if the value just doesn't seem to be equating to you, feel free to decline or send a counter offer that you feel is more acceptable to you. Absolutely do not fall for the trade calculator screenshot. If this hasn't been used on you as a tactic to try to convince people to buy in on a trade that you're trying to send off to somebody, consider yourself lucky because this happens to me on a monthly basis, more than likely. If you feel in your heart of hearts that a deal is not good for you, it probably isn't. Moving on to tip number eight, trades are ultimately subjective. A great example of this is, say, you're not even involved in a trade in your league and you think one player just got blown out of the water, one player got absolutely taken for a ride and they got beat in the trade. They lost the trade. One person won it way more than the other. There's always the argument for collusion, and that is fine. That's up to the league commissioner to decide, not necessarily an entire league. But if both parties accepted that trade, especially if there's no money on the line, there's no reason to get in a huge 
pissing match in the group chat about it at all. But again, this goes back to the whole value prop. Some players you're going to pay, you're going to be willing to pay way up for like a Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. Then there's some players who have similar upside, you know, maybe not to the exact extent, but like an Amon Ross St. Brown, maybe you're not willing to pay up for him, but somebody's trying to get the same price as a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson. Player values are subjective, and I'll touch on this a little more later, but ultimately don't do things like using trade calculators to justify trades, touching back on the previous point, and don't get mad when somebody doesn't accept your trade because it works out in a trade calculator or you're trying to convince them that it's a good trade for you because if trades don't work they just don't work and usually if they go through or they don't usually there's a fine way of trades working out as far as i've seen in my league you know especially when people get all pissy about trades going through that maybe shouldn't have or seem very value off usually these things find a way of finding their level one way or another in my opinion moving on to tip number nine we are almost through this list find a mix of patience and aggression. Find a mix of patience and aggression. Bob, what in the absolute heck does that mean? The patience comes into play because you don't necessarily want to just trade the trade. One of the worst things you can do, you'll probably end up losing your butt on more picks than not. Don't just trade a trade just because you're bored in your league or whatever the case is, but especially if you're not getting proper value for players. If you put players out on the trade block, Bonus tip, don't put players out on the trade block. It just diminishes their value. Same thing as don't mark a player as showing interest because what's going to happen there is you're probably just going to end up having to pay a premium for that player because the person you're trying to trade with knows you want that player. And I know it's very minimally different from just sending a trade offer for a guy, but just going that extra step of tapping the little heart button on sleeper, showing that you're interested in a player. I don't know what it does, but it does something where it automatically jacks up the value. Again, with patience, don't jump in on, you know, a lot of times, not all leagues are run without a trade deadline or with a trade deadline. So this is more when trade deadline happens and then, you know, there's no trades and then the trade window opens again, you know, when it's a new league year, whatever the case is. And then it's like all of a sudden everybody wants to trade again because they're bored of trading for not trading several months and they're trying to rework their teams for next year this is one of the most dangerous places to be in fantasy football because these are the trades that you know if you're good at projecting what's going to happen next year you can really make a good haul if you're bad at projecting what's going to happen next year you're probably going to be in rough shape and i would recommend kind of waiting a few weeks and maybe even after the draft because you never know when somebody's going to get drafted and somebody's player value is just going to absolutely tank. For example, Devin Singletary absolutely tore up the rest of the year, but you still never know. The Bills could go and draft a running back in round one and say, you know what, Devin Singletary, we're sorry. You're going back to the bench. I think it's unlikely, but you never know what's going to happen. So it's kind of one of those things where, you know, trading trading's all fun and good, but you kind of need to know when to trade and things like that. Um, Especially now, if you're a rebuilding team with those kind of descending assets in a way that are in their prime still, those are better to trade and have patience to wait until the season to trade um, just because their value will be more solidified then. Um, they just lose a lot of value now. The best time to move those assets are during arms races in leagues because those are when you can get the most value for guys that are descending but still very much in their prime assets. And then when it comes to being aggressive, like... Don't be afraid to go after the players you want. You know, like I said, get in these guys' DMs. Be like, yo, I want Amon Ross St. Brown. What's it going to cost? And then whatever the cost is, is what it is. A player like Amon Ross St. Brown right now is, is somebody that you can target as a rebuilding team or even as a competing team. But say when a rebuilding team is auctioning off assets, you need to be Johnny on the spot, ready to auction off whatever pieces you feel you need 
to get that team ready for the following season or for the coming championship run. Now that does come with a bit of a caveat. Obviously you don't want to be mortgaging off your entire future because what could happen is you could really end up shooting yourself in the foot for future success down the road. You never know when assets are going to get hurt and, you know, possibly be lost for a season or if not longer, or they might not come back the same when they do come back. And then if you don't have first round picks or rookies coming in to replace those guys, you're going to find yourself in kind of a hole that is pretty hard to get out of if you don't have first round picks. Moving on to the 10th and final piece of advice in this bit, your players are ultimately only worth what your league mates are willing to pay to acquire them. Now, let me repeat that. Your players are ultimately only worth what your league mates are willing to pay for them. You don't determine player value your league mates do in your league when you're trying to move players and you determine the price when you're trying to add players. However, don't be upset when that trade doesn't go through because somebody else paid more. This kind of goes back to that whole subjectivity thing of trades are ultimately subjective. You know, you can have a value set in your mind for what a player is worth, but you might not ever get it. And that's okay. You can hold on to that player, stick to your guns. That's totally cool. I don't ever advocate for moving a player for less than the value you want. I think that value could absolutely be determined in different ways by accruing more draft picks in place of one first round pick, et cetera, things like that. The trade calculators of the world don't determine trade value. Only your league mates can determine trade value. That goes the same both ways. If you're trying to acquire players, you determine the value. But like I said, you might not necessarily get that player. And then when you're trading between your league mates, you have to kind of find a middle ground of sorts of what that player is trying to get what you're trying to get in return, what you're trying to flip, et cetera. So don't be going and setting the price for Jamar Chase at four first round picks. More than likely, I don't think anybody's going to pay that. I don't think so. I could be wrong. I've been wrong. I've seen some wacky trades for good players before. But the thing is, is if you can set that price and players are willing to pay it, he's absolutely worth that because that's what you just moved him for. So those are the tips I have for you today with a little bonus tip mix in there. I do hope this video was helpful. Please leave a like if it was. Comment down below what your favorite tip is or if you have any other trading tips in your leagues. And while that is it for me today, I do hope y'all have a good one. All right, so that's it, everybody. Those are Bob's tips right there. I know he said video at the end, but um, I think you are more than well aware that you know, this was this was on YouTube originally, so kind of an exclusive to come back to you. Um, if you didn't check it, make sure you check out our YouTube channel. A lot of great stuff happening over there, so go ahead and check it out. Uh, YouTube, just search the term Dynasty Rewind. But I do want to let everybody know, um, until the next time you hear from us, a couple places you want to check out. Make sure you check out Underdog Fantasy, the best best ball out there. So right now, use the promo code Rewind, one hundred percent match up to one hundred dollars. SeatGeek, more than just sporting events. Go see a concert, comedian, whatever you want. Use the promo code Dynasty Rewind for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Make sure you join the best community in fantasy football. That's our Patreon. Become a Rewinder today. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Sign up for a year. 10% discount, you essentially get one month for free. Inveridianglobal.com, use the promo code Rewinder for 10% off all DR merch at checkout. One flat shipping fee, the best merch on the planet. So, hey, make sure you come kick it with us. Look great while you do it. Hope you enjoyed this little trading show right here. Till next time, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening. <laughs>